0: we able. And that alone makes us major. We
1: can And good morning. Welcome back to Sunday morning magazine. Remember, for more information on the show, you can like us on our Facebook page. Visit Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. On the phone with me now, we're proud to have with us Margot Lee Shutterly. She is the author of the book. Hidden Figures. Now, the book was adapted into the number one box office smash movie of the same name, and the movie was also nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. It's our pleasure to welcome Margot Lee Shutterly to Sunday Morning Magazine. Hi, Margot. How are you? Good, Rodney. How are you? Good. Welcome to Sunday Morning Magazine. Thank you very much. Now, very briefly, for those that are not familiar, I can't imagine um, the movie and everything, the book, Tell us about the story behind Hidden Figures, and this is a true story.
0: That's right. This is a true story. Uh, Like many things in American society, uh, it starts during World War II, you know, modern America. Uh, And it tells the story of a group of African-American women who previously worked as math teachers um, around the South who made their way to something called the Langley Memorial Aeronautical Laboratory. This is the kernel of what would become NASA. And over time worked as professional mathematicians doing airplane research and then in the space race, helping America send humans into space and eventually to the moon. So the book follows uh, four women, um, and and you know also kind of tells the story not just of NASA, but you know of uh, segregation and American education, of changes in the workplace for women, um, and the civil rights movement.
1: These ladies were definitely hidden figures, but I understand that you had your very own groundbreaking member of the NASA program right in your very own family. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So my dad, he was really somebody who stood on the shoulders of these ladies. He came in the late 1960s uh, to the same place, uh, then called the Langley Research Center in Hampton, Virginia, which is where I grew up. And he spent his entire career as a, a research scientist. He's an atmospheric research scientist and that is the reason why I got to know um, these women and, that I wrote about and got to know, you know, even more broadly than that, a lot about what NASA did and, uh, and you know, the, the story, the backstory of NASA. Now,
1: you just mentioned this. You grew up knowing this story. You knew these women. They were actually women you knew. But growing up, you say you took this all for granted. Is that right? What made you decide to write the story
0: of these women? Yeah, you know, I took it for granted because the women got up, they went to work, like you know, like my dad, like my mom, like other people in the community, and they, they did this job and they didn't really talk about it. Um, they came home, they took care of their kids, they went to the grocery store, you know, all these different things. Uh, it just it so happened that they were doing this really remarkable work. Uh, so we knew about the story in Hampton, Virginia. It was really my husband, who was listening to my dad talk about them and what they did, who said, you know this isn't in the history books. I've never heard of this. Why haven't I heard this story? Which is probably the single most frequently asked question Mm -hmm. relating to hidden figures. Why haven't I heard this story? So for me, it was a moment of saying, well, you know, I know this story. A lot of other people know this story or we think we do. Do we really know it? You know, how did those women get there? What is the bigger picture? You know, once I started researching, I was just hooked on these women, their story, you know, the story of aeronautical research and, and NASA, it was, it was just too good a story to let go.
1: Okay, so you raised the question, and I do want to ask this, how on earth did this story get erased from American history?
0: How? Well, you know, I, again, I do think part of it is because the women themselves never talked about their work Really, um, You know, even now in, in Hampton, Virginia, after this story has come out, I meet people who live down the street from Dorothy Vaughn or Mary Jackson, you know, and they kind of knew they worked at NASA, but they had no idea what these women were doing, you know, and the, that they were this close to kind of the, the leading edge of progress, technological progress. They had no idea. Um, but, you know, I think the other aspect of this is that because this was women's work, you know, the calculations and the uh, the, you know, that sort of aeronautical research groundwork uh, because that was women's work, and, and women, black, white, all backgrounds, were doing that kind of work. They didn't get the glory the same way the engineers or, or particularly like the astronauts who were, you know, at the top of that pyramid. Um, but, you know, at the very bottom of the pyramid were these women um, doing the kind of work that we ask our electronic computers to do today. Um, mm. That was the job of these women, um, you know, for a good chunk of the 20th century.
1: All right. Now, before we get into the movie, let me ask you this. Now, the book is somewhat different from the movie in the aspect that I think you tell more about the women in the book.
0: Yes, that's correct. The book starts in 1943 and it ends in 1969. The movie uh, really focuses on the time from 1957 to 1962, uh, kind of the real high pitch of the uh, early part of the space race.
1: OK, so let's talk about this very quickly. Um, let's talk about the research process um, when you're, you knew these stories. But let's talk more about because you had firsthand accounts. Let's talk about um, the research process for this book.
0: Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the research started uh, just talking to the women, Catherine Johnson, you know, who's going to be 99 years old this year. Um, and then from Catherine Johnson, you know, she was the first one who told me uh, Dorothy Vaughn was, you know, the smartest person I ever met. That's what Catherine Johnson said. So, you know, I was taking notes. Um, you know, I interviewed their families. I interviewed a lot of engineers who worked with them. Um, I uh, did a lot of digging in the National Archives for NASA and a lot of agencies that don't even exist anymore. Um, the black newspapers were a critical part of this research. Um, you know, a lot of research in the Norfolk Journal and Guide piecing together parts of the community life and even these women's details. Um, the local, you know, Daily Press newspaper are very useful. The, the uh, employee newsletter for, for the NASA Langley Research Center Um, You know, phone books, floor plans, there's just, you know, information absolutely everywhere. It was just a matter of pulling it all together and carving out the story.
1: And in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Margot Lee Shutterly. She's the author of the book Hidden Figures. For more information on Margot or more information on Hidden Figures, visit our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now, and you can actually join the conversation there this morning as well. Now, let's talk about the movie. Now, I understand that you were actually in the process of writing the book. You were still writing the book when you found out that the book was going to be adapted into a movie. Very unusual. Tell me what happened.
0: That is right. It was a very unusual circumstance. They optioned my book proposal. I was still writing the book, but uh, they were so captivated by the story of these women um, that they optioned the book proposal, the book in progress, essentially. And so the book and the movie were on parallel tracks, which is why the book came out in September and the movie came out just two two months later and in, in, or three months later in December.
1: Wow. So what was that like when you found out that the book was going to be turned into a movie?
0: Uh, it was amazing. I mean, it's, you know, obviously it's everyone's dream as a writer to get a book published. So first of all, that was a huge, huge deal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding that it's going to be made into a movie is, you know, another level of excitement um, with all these amazing people. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you feel a certain amount of pressure to, you know, to write as fast as I can, to um, do justice to these women and, and to trust that the people with the, who are making this movie will understand the story and do it justice. Um, and I was, I was very happy uh, with how the movie came out, and probably more importantly, the women and their families were very happy with the, with the movie.
1: So did you have any input
0: into the movie at all? Uh yeah, they hired me as a consultant, so okay, uh, I weighed in, yeah, as uh, on the story, and you know it was, it was, it was a really interesting, it was a great experience. Everyone knew this was a, an important story. They, they felt it was more than just an, you know another movie, and, um, and they wanted to get it right, so um, you know I, I really enjoyed uh, the, the process of seeing my book in progress adapted into a film.
1: So what sort of feedback do you get from young girls? It has to be tremendous, the feedback from young girls, because this is on screen. It's in writing. You wrote the book. Empowering Girls, I'm sure.
0: It has been like a tidal wave. Um, you know, I, I have been traveling a lot and, you know, speaking a lot. I meet a lot of young women, um, you know, girls, women who are in uh, science and math programs in colleges, um, you know, just even men who are in science and math programs or young boys who are energized by these women. But, you know, the feedback is just tremendous, um, you know, particularly for girls and girls of color. And, you know, I got a tweet yesterday from a mom who told me that her daughter had told her, you know, regarding her math homework, that the numbers were going into her head, her head just like Dorothy Vaughn. Wow, you look know, at that. it was just exciting. Like she, she was channeling Dorothy Vaughn with her math homework. And how powerful is that? All right.
1: Well, we're running out of time this morning, but what's next? I want to ask you, what's next? What are you working on next?
0: Well, I have two more stories. Um, there are a lot of stories out there. You know, our job is to tell the stories, and there are two books. Uh, one is uh, another that has to do with scientists, um, uh, African-American protagonists, mid-century time period. Um, another one has to do with entrepreneurs. Um, you know, and all of these really tackle the themes of social mobility and, um, and race and gender and, and the American dream. You know, that, that's really what I'm interested in is the American dream.
1: All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, Margot, how can they find out more?
0: Well, they can follow me on Twitter. I am at Margot Shetterly, M-A-R-G-O-T-S-H-E-T-T-E-R-L-Y, Margot Shetterly. Or, you know, you can uh, visit my website, which is MargotLeeShetterly.com.
1: All right. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Rodney. Bye. We've been speaking to Margot Lee Shutterly, author of the New York Times best-selling book that inspired the film Hidden Figures, the American Dream, and the Untold Story of the Black women mathematicians who helped win the space race. We'll be back with more Sunday morning magazine right after this.